Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Joe Bro Radio, the greatest nerd and pop culture podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms. I am your humble host, Gage Pons, and as always, joined by my fellow co-host, Neil Rosano. Say hello to the crowd, buddy. Hey, guys. What's up? How you doing today? Uh, well, not that I'm, you can answer. Yeah, no. Well, I, it's in spirit. I can I can feel the good vibes in the air. Not my own, because I have none, There's but everyone else's. There's always good vibes whenever our podcast is playing somewhere. Yeah, right. At least for other people, but, you know, that's great. I'm not going to be a bummer today. Um, <laughs> I'll explain later. But uh, if you're new here, we talk about nerd stuff. We talk about random stuff. We talk about pop culture stuff. We talk about whatever we feel like talking about in any given moment, which may or may not pertain to the topic at hand. It doesn't matter because we're just here for fun, and so are you. So we thank you for joining along. Uh, all right. Yeah, there we go. We'll stop that. Uh, but once more, if you're new here, before we get into the the grit, the meat, the minutia of uh, of our daily discussions, or, well, t- by weekly discussions, rather, we like to start off with a little small talk. I've got a good amount, but as always, I'll let you go first, Neil. You got something good? Uh, yeah, so I had to go to court today, and, you know, that went decently okay. Uh, to remind the audience what you went to court for, it's kind of funny. Yeah, so I went to court um, for failure to provide proof of spay slash neuter of my dog after adoption. How'd that go? Did, you, did they fine you or something? Um, no... I mean, there is a fine. Like, if I if I didn't actually get it done, I probably would. I definitely would have gotten fined. But you know, interestingly enough, like pretty much everyone, like ninety eight percent people that were also in court that day, had the same issue. <laughs> it was either failure to spay or failure to do the rabies shot. And uh, you know, Uh-oh. but so basically, what happened was I walked up to the stand, and it was like how do you plead and i said uh no contest which means like i I don't i don't contest that this was charged on me um but i didn't plead guilty or not guilty you know i did like the in between so we see so he's like okay uh did the g your dog spade i was like yeah here's the proof and i'm like okay um well since you didn't do it on time uh the the court has decided you have to go uh and donate thirty dollars to uh the animal shelter and come back with the receipt and it's like okay okay so they kind of find you in a in a backwards way and and yeah it didn't go to the court it went to the animal shelter is all yeah okay well i mean that's fair Uh, i mean it it, it beats paying a 610 dollar fine is that what the fine is yeah because it's a 500 dollar fine because it's a Class C misdemeanor mm. in Texas, apparently. And then there's a court fine of $110. Man, they really don't want you letting your dogs have babies, do they? No, they do not. That's interesting. I wonder why. Uh, well, uh-huh. There's, there's some kind of, like, overpopulation in, like, this area. Well, I mean, fair enough, I suppose, in that regard. Uh, well, I've been put through the ringer. Uh, I don't, I don't really necessarily know where to begin for this, uh, 
well, actually, I do. Did we record at around the time whenever I had that that food poisoning? We talked about that on the podcast, like I was getting over that and stuff. Yeah. Well, it wasn't food poisoning. It turns out. Uh, (coughs) (coughs) Excuse me. And the way I found that out was the other day. All right. So there was that food quote food poisoning, and then it was like done. All right. I was I was fine for like a week. You know, pretty much. Well, the other day, I got really, really sick. Uh, headaches, stuffy nose, sore throat. Uh, all the things that seem like flu or like a severe cold or whatever. I worked like half the day, and then I had to take the next day off. And then I took today off, because today I actually finally went to the doctor. Uh, because, you know, like a typical dude, I refuse to go to the doctor unless I think it's absolutely necessary. And, yeah, well, it turns out that (laughs) what happened is I picked up a really awful virus from somewhere, probably my work. I work at a hospital. Uh, And that whole, like, throwing up and stuff thing, that was part of the virus. And then it went and subsided, you know, which is why I felt fine. And then it settled in my uh, sinuses, which is what I am feeling now. Did they uh, tell you what kind of virus it was or any details about it? She said the name of it, but it was like like she said like that her diagnosis was like this or that. I can't remember the exact name of it. I have the p- paper around here somewhere, but I don't really want to share the exact name of it anyway. Uh, oh, okay. Well, I, I don't want to. I just I just don't want everyone knowing the the specifics is all. Like I I want to. I I don't. I'm not comfortable putting all of the information out there for i don't have a good reason i'm just not comfortable with it and that is you, my you right. know what you should put out there uh your social security number tell us what that is uh one thank you yeah there you go <laughs> just just one. Oh, and and the letter q one q that's my social What's security the q number. Stand for? don't worry about it um so I have. I also have to take tomorrow off because I need like twenty four hours with the antibiotic before I can go back to work, which I absolutely hate because I despise missing work. And you know, after I was unemployed for about three months, you know, money's kind of important to me right now. So mildly, yeah, just a little bit, you know, tiny bit. But it's fine. I'm on the mend now, kind of. I can speak. Yesterday I couldn't. Uh, so, you know, that is what it is, but uh, I tell you, it's, it's freaky, because, like, I don't, I, like, I don't get sick, like, at all, like, I think, Neo, throughout the course of our friendship, you've only known of me, actually, like, I mean, there's been times where I, like, wasn't feeling good, as in, like, groggy, or, like, overly exhausted, and whatnot, or, like, I haven't eaten much, so I'd be, like, fatigued, but you have not really seen me sick other than maybe three total times, including now. I'd um, say twice, including now. Yeah, like twice. But when I do get sick, it's awful. It is. <laughs> like, it, I, get, I don't get sick much, but when I do, it, it feels like I'm going to die. And then it lasts, I don't know, a couple of days, usually. Although this has technically lasted about... Uh, 
two or three weeks. Uh, really? If you, well, if we want to go back to the like the throwing up and whatnot, that was that happened, and then there was a week of me being okay, right? And then there, and then that brings us to here. So yeah, about three weeks. Because that whole Thanks. incident with the the tummy issues that started on a Monday. And I took Tuesday off, and then I went back to work on a Wednesday. So, Dang. yeah. Okay. Pretty crazy. Yeah, I know. It doesn't feel like it was that long ago, does it? <laughs> no, it feels like it was, like, last week. Oh, it feels like it was longer for me. Felt like it was a month since I last had to deal with that. But, you know, it it is what it is. I just... It's, it's just... I... I I hate being sick, man. I just there's just constant issues with it. Um. Anyway, I guess I have a slight confession to make, and it's that I, I, I mentioned it earlier before we started recording, but I didn't think of a topic. Uh. Oh, that could be slightly problematic. Uh, well, I mean, we could just talk about stuff. I mean, there was that one episode where we just talked about things randomly. Yeah. I mean, actually, um, I, I do kind of have something I'd like to bring up. It, not really topic-related, but it was... It goes into one of my very famous pet peeves of sympathizing with people who shouldn't be sympathized with, necessarily. And what's that? Uh, well, it involves spoilers for Hogwarts Legacy. If you're cool with that, because I know you're playing it now. Nah, don't spoil it for me. You don't want me to spoil it? Nah. Okay, well I'm, then... I'm, I'm too deep in to get, to get spoilers now. It's not necessarily part of the main quest. I'll say that. Not entirely, but... It's it's well, complicated. How, huh? how far into it is it? Because I might have already played through it. Uh, Have you gotten to the point where you're learning any of the unforgivable curses? No. Then, yeah, never mind. A little, little too deep into there. Well, basically, it goes down the path of the dark arts uh, when you kind of start dipping your toes into the regions of learning it or it, it, it interacting with it in some way. And at first, I'll say, at first it was one of these things where I'm like, okay, I will, I will do this because, you know, sometimes you do have to make difficult choices to do the right thing. Except there is indeed a line where it goes too far. Uh, and someone in the game is most certainly going too far. That's what I'll say. Um, I will... Oh, is, it, is it Sebastian like going too far to save his sister? Yes. Okay. Oh. Well, do you want me to explain it? Not like in detail, but... I kind of have picked up on some pieces, some breadcrumbs, so I I, I just want to put it together myself, though. Okay, well, yeah, he, okay, he starts, he starts making some really dicey uh, decisions and and conclusions that are like, you know what, Uh, I don't know if I want to do that anymore, (laughs) like, because I was, like, the whole quest line, I'm like, you know what? I do want to learn these unforgivable curses. They seem pretty cool. In order to do that, you kind of have to do what he says, right? Right. Kind of have to side with him. And I'm, and that's great, because I got two of the unforgivable curses. The only one I don't have is the is Avada Kedavra. 
um but it's like now with the way he's talking i'm like you know i don't know if it's even worth it because i i like connect right you know i believe in in heroism i believe in being the good guy i like being the good guy i don't like being the bad guy but what he wants kind of makes me the bad guy i'm like i don't think that getting this spell is really worth it to me anymore if it means i have to be a scumbag like not in my main run like in a different run maybe i'll still feel like shit for it but it won't be in my main run but this is my main run i'm like i don't want to do this anymore (laughs) but that's fair honestly we'll see but anyway yeah people are sympathizing with uh sebastian which doesn't necessarily sound like an awful problem but with the details missing or with the details included it is it's a big problem yeah but not as bad as people is trying to like sympathize with darth vader though i mean that that's worse but no you guys sympathize with palpatine dude there is absolutely zero reason to sympathize for Palpatine. How dare you even say that to me? I know you're joking, but still. <laughs> I I can't I literally will never like be able to explain it enough. That that is one of the things that irritates me most in the world other than people misusing the word irony and uh Overusing the word literally. That's have you ever, literally ironic. Have you ever thought about that? Don't even <laughs> shut up. Have you? But have you ever actually thought about that? Like you know how little kids will do that? Like they just use the word literally for no reason. Yeah. Like, like it's just, just, just little goofballs. You know, I, like. One word that I think is overused a lot, and I, I'm guilty of this sometimes, but the word like. Like, when you're explaining something, you're like, oh, like this and like that and like, 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 you know? Yeah, no. Yeah, I think everyone's kind of guilty of that. That I mean, that's just kind of like an awkward reaction whenever you – when you have something to say but you don't know how to, like, phrase it like I just yeah. did. Uh. That's pretty much what it is. It's it's trying to it's it's someone trying to find their words, you know. Uh, I mean, yeah, like, I completely understand that. I but, know I you know. I do that a lot, and I know. I mean, you could probably go through this entire podcast where either of us are talking, and there will probably be like three occasions where we've said that. And now that you pointed that out, I don't want to say the word like anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're gonna be self-conscious about it. But I can't. But I can't get away from it now. But it, it's also uh, like teenage girls say it a lot too, and it kind of like makes me upset when I hear that. But it's like totally crazy. Like yeah, no, like that. It's that like irritating. totally like crazy. Like oh my god, Brittany, like. Yeah, that that's a bit like because I know when I'll explain things, what I'll do is I'll I'll say it's like this, you know, and then I'll explain that is an okay instance to use the word like, you know, yeah. Or even worse, when someone's when someone says like literally, 
that one irritates me the most actually now i think about it i remember um it was back when i was in fifth grade i think i had this neighbor and uh her like my mom and her dad would like do carpooling for school like one day her dad would bring us and one day my mom would bring us and I, I remember like she was having a conversation with me and i just like kept putting up my fingers in front of her face whenever she said the word like and she got so mad at me for that <laughs> is it because she kept using the word like or what yeah i, I she was like every time she would say like in a sense i'd just be like finger <laughs> like you were counting Which, it or yeah exactly <laughs> well i mean some people use it too much i mean that's not the kind of thing i would do i would just like start gritting my fists waiting for the inevitable thrust of a punch but you know that's just me i'm not passive yeah, aggressive you. you're just aggressive i'm not I'm not always aggressive i mean moving on uh I don't. I don't really have a bail for that. Actually, no. I am. I guess. Maybe I I'm should surprised see that this this didn't come up in our uh, things that uh, annoy us episode. You know, it probably did, but if it didn't, the reason why is because this is probably a bigger thing for me than it is for you. Just because I value linguistics, I guess, and. I usually try to suppress that I the, the notion of that in my head because it bothers right. me so deeply. But you know, I don't know. I'm I'm really nitpicky when it comes to like speaking, which is also kind of hypocritical considering, you know, with my stupid little smooth brain, sm little baby boy smooth brain ADHD, I tend to do the same things, but. I've been trying to, like, uh, you know, broaden my vocabulary to, like, not use simple words. But, you, you, know. you want to know a good I, way to I, do I, that? Like, word-a-day calendar, that kind of thing? Well, sort of. Like, so, like, like, some kind of schedule, I guess. Like, once a day, you know. Like, look up a word, right? <clears throat> you know, like, look up a, a synonym for disgusting, let's say. Just, like... Synonym for disgusting. I think repugnant is one word, actually, off the top of my head. The word repugnant. And then use it in a sentence. You know, or use it in two sentences. Like, come up with two sentences where you could use the word repugnant after you've learned the definition of it. And then there you go. I mean, use it a few times. I know I've used the word repugnant quite a bit ever since I've learned it because I like the word repugnant. Uh, there's, uh, there's other ones. I did that same thing with phobias, actually. You want to know what my favorite phobia is? That that, that was a question. Buddy? Did my you're... mic uh, disconnected. Oh, there you go. Uh, so what, what is your favorite, or least favorite phobia? I forgot what you said. <laughs> uh, my favorite phobia, Triskaidekaphobia. That's the fear of, like, the small holes, right? No, that's tryptophobia. Uh, Triskaidekaphobia right. is the fear of the number 13. 
You know, that is, like, something that I've seen a lot, like, in places. Like, I've, I've been to, like, hotels and stuff that, like, go up really high, and there's never, like, a 13th floor. Well, I here's the thing. I was on a cruise thing. ship. There was never a 13th floor. Well, there's that, but here's the thing. It's actually a completely valid fear. You want to know where it comes from? Friday the 13th. It's something that simple, really? Yeah. Yeah, that it comes from Friday the 13th. So whenever there's a Friday the 13th and a full moon, you know, like that that whole concept, I don't know what it is, but I believe there's actually something really funky with it because at first I thought it was just people that would like, you know, intentionally like do weird things or act weird or do creepy things, you know, because it's like, you know, oh, you got to fit the theme Friday the 13th and a full moon. No, I think it's like legitimate because there's some things I've read that people have done like on Friday the 13th. I'm like, that's just too weird to come up with like on a whim, you know? Yeah. You know, uh, fun fact, if a month starts on a Sunday, there will always be a Friday the 13th. Really? You're lying to me. Here, let me see. Let me pull up my calendar. Do we have one coming up at all? March. Oh, hang on. No, that doesn't start on a Sunday. Give me a minute. Look at the the January of this year. January of this year? Yeah. January. Yep, there's a Friday the 13th there. Here, let's go around and see if there's another one. Uh, probably in uh, October. Yep, October. I was right. Yep, there's a Friday the 13th there. Let's see, January next year. No, no, no. I'm going to go through years. Oh, okay, September of next year. Yep, there's a Friday the 13th. Oh my god, I guess you're right. How'd you find that December. out? I, I don't know. I was reading something, and, you know, it makes sense because it fits the first yeah. of the month on That's a cool. Sunday. There's one so in December. going to be a Friday the 13th. There's one in December as well. Oh my god. I still don't understand. I still don't get how you just discovered that. That's interesting. Well, I appreciate you thinking that. Uh, man, I like that. So, I feel... Okay, well, with that knowledge, I feel less inclined to really... Be, I, I don't get it, man. It's like superstitions are so weird like that can be today's topic superstitions superstition uh well there's a lot uh oh like not i think the the superstition that i've been around the most not because people i know actually believe it but because they'll do it for the saying is the knock on wood i actually have this i actually have that pulled up right here uh that's like the first one you discovered knock on wood yeah knocking on wood Indo-European, Celtic, or possibly British origin. Uh, the act, or origin, the actual origins and even meanings of the phrase are as varied as the culture which uses it. With some suggestions, roots in Indo-European or Celtic belief that spirits, good and bad, reside in trees, who could be either called upon for protection or chased away by knocking on their home. And others, particularly Christians linking the practice to the magical powers of the wooden crucifix. Most likely among the different theories, historians have attributed the superstition to a 19th century British children's game called Tiggy Touchwood, in which young players claimed immunity from being tagged by touching the nearest piece of wood. 
Bill ticked up on the habit and the phrase. The British still say touch wood today, and the rest is history. Well, well damn, Tiggy getting lucky, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Shut up. I'm so kids. I'm, oh, God, never mind. I'm sorry. It was a joke. It, it was a joke. Uh, I, I would like to say, though, on a serious note that doesn't relate to children, uh, that bit where they said with Christians, the magical powers of a crucifix clearly doesn't understand anything about Christianity because it isn't magic that we believe in. It's not magic. It's not what we call it. It's not what it is. Uh, Careful. <laughs> so, well, I, I, I mean, look, speaking, my, I'm not trying to force it on anyone, right? Like, I'm not trying to indoctrinate anyone, you know, I mean, I guess with what I just did, I mean, it's pretty obvious that what I believe, but like for knowledge sake, like that's not, it's not what it means. It's not what we believe, you know, it's not magic. Mm -hmm. It's, that is something else entirely. Uh, so that phrasing's a little off to me. <clears throat> but kind of thirsty. That's what that is. Uh, See, I don't actually know a whole lot about superstitions, other than, like, the knock on wood a little bit. Didn't know the origins of it, of course, but, uh, superstitions never really interested me quite as much, but I'm also, like, not superstitious, you know? Right. So, like, the the idea of it is it's just never really, like, interested me a whole lot. Especially because some people, like, they take superstitions in a weird direction. Especially, like, s people who play sports. You know? Like, I believe yeah. it's a super... Like, there's... Uh, I was watching Ace Ventura at one point, and there was, like... Uh, this guy was talking about the superstitions of football players, and he says that there's one guy on a football team. Now, this is in a movie, so it's not real... But I believe that something equivalent could be real. He said that he hasn't washed his jock straps for years because he thinks flies are lucky. Right? Flies? Flies, yeah. I'm like, I 100% believe that there's probably football players in the world that believe things at, at least somewhat similar to that. Maybe not quite as crazy. Um, that reminds me of, uh, of Mulan, of the cricket for luck. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's weird. Like, some superstitions get just so bizarre. Well, actually, the cricket one, I believe, would almost make sense because of Pinocchio. And, uh, oh, Jim, uh, Jim it, it's, it's probably some, I think, Chinese. Arc thing. Is that, like, an actual, like, Chinese superstition? Um, that crickets are lucky? It is said that the crickets chirping would stop when danger was approaching, therefore they act as an alarm system to warn unwanted guests. Oh. I don't know if I believe that entirely. I mean, I the idea that that exists, I believe, but I don't be Do crickets actually stop chirping whenever something's, like, rustling about? It, it's said that they would, and oh. that was in the Tang Dynasty in China. In eighteen or six eighteen to nine seven nine oh seven eighty. Hmm. 
Well, I mean, I'm not really going to bash other countries' superstitions as weird as they may seem entirely. Uh, at least not in this regard. That's interesting, though. I. It's, it's kind of amazing how accurate Disney gets some things. Well, old Disney. Uh, how yeah. old Disney gets some things accurate. You know, back when Disney actually cared about making things good and true, uh, which you they haven't what? for past 10 years or so you know what like kind of irks me when i'm like watching a disney movie now like nowadays what whenever like i'm on disney plus or whatever i'm like oh i'm gonna watch this old movie and then like the disclaimer pops up like oh this was made back then where we weren't culturally appropriate blah 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 and, you know we don't believe this anymore oh yeah they put like warning labels and stuff on it it's stupid it's really stupid I don't... Here, I'm, I'm gonna find it and read it word for word. Oh, they're, uh... These stereotypes were wrong, then, uh, were wrong then and are wrong now. Rather than remove this content, we want to acknowledge its harmful impact. Learn from it and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together. The sparking conversation is really ironic coming from them. Yeah. Because, obviously, discussion is not what they want. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like that stuff either. Also, half the stuff that they, like, re are referring to, those, those aren't stereotypes. Like, that's, that's not what a stereotype, like, the thing with, like, let's say, Sleeping Beauty, you know, Saved by Prince Charming, that's not a stereotype, that is... That is a fantasy standard, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And that wasn't wrong, because that's what girls, little girls especially, liked back then. And it's probably what they like now, or at least it's what they would like if they didn't have stuff like Cardi B being shoved down their throat. Facts. But, you know, I mean, I'm not like a cultural genius or anything. I just have a podcast talking about pop culture. Or we, rather, but I'm the one who always you know, runs my mouth about this stuff, usually to start with, so. I think it's kind of interesting how, like, the, the the term of pop culture has changed over the years. Like, pop culture used to just mean, like, you know, nerdy stuff like Marvel and Star Wars, Harry Potter. Well, that would... now it's like, oh, who, who divorced celebrity couples having a baby well, and naming it, it banana uh, now? Well, so pop culture, we technically don't use that term, right? At least by today's standards. I mean, we, I, I'm going to keep calling it that because the things that we do talk about, video games, you know, comics very occasionally which we haven't gotten a whole lot into because you know don't really read comics that much anymore uh but like video games books movies those things are all part of pop culture to an extent but right. pop culture also covers pop music you know celebrity news you know that kind of stuff but the problem with that is i don't care about celebrity news a whole lot unless it's something that actually impacts me like henry cavill leaving the roles of the witcher that is a bit of pop culture that i am highly invested in but i do not care how many people have been in taylor swift's pants for instance right that's also part of pop culture that i don't care about in the least 
right. um, other than to make fun of it, but I'm not going to do that here today, at least. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I got. Uh, uh, well, do you want to read the next superstition? I, I'm sorry, do we agree that superstitions would be the, the topic? I mean, what I already read one. What even is the next? Is it the one that you have up right now? Mm-hmm. Walking up a ladder? That's a Under super... a ladder. Oh, under. Why did I... Oh, God, I'm stupid. Uh, anyway. Yeah, sure, why not? Because I already forgot what I was about to say anyway. Uh, the superstition of not wanting to walk under a ladder also has roots in Christian symbolism. The Holy Trinity of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit led led to an association of the number three with some something sacred the triangle uh and its three sides uh came to be regarded as sacred as well and a ladder of course forms a triangle so naturally to walk under that ladder would be to destroy the sanctity of the trinity and thus incur punishment that's a christian superstition interesting possibly I'd... egyptian <laughs> possibly well that i mean egyptians were well some of them were i guess i mean it's a, i don't know i need to brush up on my history before i make any claims like that so i'm not really going to get into it but interesting well the thing is is the whole explanation of that is a christian explanation like there's no alternative so it is a christian superstition thing is was it was it like roman catholic christian even though catholicism and christianity are not the same uh or stuff like that oh mike's being a little goofy again might need to unplug your mic plug it back in ah there you go i actually just unplugged it i got to watch the process this time I just saw your yeah. tab pull up and you just spamming the refresh button. <laughs> I'm like, ah, okay. I know what's happening now. Yeah, anyway, I was trying maybe. to pull my, pull my mic down and accidentally pulled on the cord. Yeah, your go. All right. Uh, a broken mirror, ancient Greek for Roman, European, etc. The belief that a broken mirror brings bad luck most likely has its origins in the simple fact that reflections of ourself are uncanny and often unnerving, particularly on a bad hair day. So humans have long had have have long had bad associations with them. Take for example the Greek mythic or of uh, Narcissus, or the idea that a crack in a mirror would somehow break its charm or trap one's soul. Interesting. Ooh, never knew that. So that still I... doesn't explain like the why you get quote seven years bad luck for breaking a mirror, you know? Not exactly. I don't oh, know. Oh, here we the... go. Oh, it was the ancient Romans, however, who contributed to the notion that a broken mirror would bring seven years bad luck, since it was believed that only poor health would cause a mirror to crack, and the number seven was seen by Romans as the number of years required to complete a full life cycle of sickness and renewal. As a result, a broken mirror meant you were headed toward a death spiral that might take seven years to pull out of. But then those same Romans felt you could prevent that horrible outcome by gathering the broken pieces of a mirror 
and burying them by moonlight. So should we really trust them all about all that bag luck stuff? I mean, well, that's not a good alternative. That's not really a good contradiction to the Romans' point. Like, it's like, well, they believe you could counter this, so are they really trustworthy? It's like, well, having a counter to bad luck doesn't make them untrustworthy. I mean, I don't believe that. I, I don't think that breaking a mirror will actually cause me seven years of bad luck, but they're, that point is not strong enough to, you know, demean superstition whenever you are also superstitious, I guess. But... You know, whatever. Uh, step on a crack, break your mother's back. This one is very popular with children. I remember that, uh, do you know what cyanide and happiness is? Yes, yeah, I do. <laughs> you I, remember that episode? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I do 100% remember. Uh, another superstition involving something cracked or broken being associated with bad luck is the superstition of stepping on a crack as foretelling or even causing harm to a family member. As within mirrors, cracks in the earth, on a sidewalk, or almost anywhere have long been seen as portals to the realm of the supernatural for both good and ill. To step on those cracks might be might be to invite or release unwelcome spirits into the world ready to do one harm. It's interesting. I don't even understand that, honestly. Yeah, not be one. Like I don't understand how a man-made crack, it like you could say one thing about er, like just natural cracks, but how would a man-made crack? No, be not that? like. Not these cracks right here, like a crack like this. It said sidewalks. Yeah, but like a crack that's not from like the different pieces of concrete, like not these natural like cracks, but like this crack right here, the one oh. that like happened because something fell on it or okay, a little bit. So not a seam, but an actual crack. Yeah. Because, see, because that's what I was, like, were they counting the seams of the sidewalks a crack? I'm like, if that's the case, then that's just really stupid. Because what you're saying is, is you could just make portals to the realm of the supernatural. <laughs> I could put two pieces of paper on the ground and then have a realm to the supernatural. Um, uh, you can try it. Or a um, portal. Make sure you film it. What? Why would I do that? So we can see when, like, how you died, and then post it on the uh, socials. I don't think that me posting my death would be very good for the internet. Because at least give them closure. Look, I one hundred percent believe if I were to like post my a video of my own death, I would become a meme. I'm a dude. No one cares about me. So. Dang. I would become a meme. Well, I mean, look at it. You, you, you've seen videos of, like, dudes breaking down in tears for, like, panic attacks and, like, actual personal reasons. And then they become memes. That's just what happens with dudes. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> kind of thirsty. Oh, yeah? What are you drinking there, bud? Uh, I'm drinking Dubby Energy, my guy. What's Dubby? Dubby is a new kind of energy blend, energy mix for, like, gamers, you know, people who work out, you know, anyone, really. 
uh, yeah. Are you talking about our very first sponsor for the podcast? I am talking about our very first sponsor for the podcast. That's crazy, dude. Are you telling me that there's, like, some kind of crazy discount code that our listeners can get as well? Yeah, there is a crazy discount code that they can use on checkout at w.gg. Um, so if you use the code JOBROradio10, J-O-B-R-O-R-A-D-I-O-10, at checkout, you will get 10% off your order. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I'm going to go buy me some W right now. Every single I thing they have on the store this instant. Right now? At, well, after we record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, what, what's good about W is it gives you all the energy and focus other energy blends would give you, but without the jitters or the crash that, they, that other ones will give you. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I mean, yeah. I could certainly use that as a caffeine addict. They also have a uh, patented neurofactor, which helps uh, focus and other stuff with the brain. I'm not a neurosurgeon or a neuroscientist, so I can't really explain how the brain works, but I know it's good for it. Will it make me more attractive if I drink it? It is scientifically proven that drinking W will make you 10 times more attractive and get 30 women instantly. Oh, that's with the that's... first sip. That's that's amazing. So if I take like three sips, I'll get. Uh, hang on, math. Uh, ninety women. Well, no, it's only with the first sip. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. That so still you, sounds you, like a good you deal. You could make you you could make like three cups of it and take one sip from each and then get ninety women. All oh, right, so it, it's per serving. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, that's nice. Everyone, go check out Dubby. The code's actually JoeBro10. I, I think I, I don't think I updated you on the code. JoeBro10. Said the code. Yeah, but you yeah. said radio. R the word radio's not in it. Oh, it's just JoeBro10 now. Yeah, it's just JoeBro10. I oh, think. J O B R O one zero. JoeBro10 yeah. over at W.GG. Go get yourself some Dubby. D U B B Y dot G G. There you go. I'm proud of that. Me too. That was I've been, completely winged. I've been waiting so long to finally include our very first sponsor into the podcast, and we have it. But yeah, seriously, go go by Dubby. Yeah. Go, go Big get the stuff. Big thanks to Dubby for partnering with us and let giving him, us, you know. Let them know we sent you. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, superstitions. Right. Uh, What's next? Is it your turn to read? Um, I read the broken mirror. So I read uh, the broken yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah, it's your turn. Lucky pennies from ancient Roman English or American origin. The idea that finding a penny would bring luck also originates in folk beliefs. In this case, based on the idea that metal, regarded by many ancient cultures as quite valuable, was sent by the gods to protect those whom were favored. Pennies being made from metal, find them, you'll have good fortune. But be careful, some say the luck could break either way. But if you find a penny tails up, you should turn it over and leave it for the next person, or you'll actually have bad luck. Okay, wait a minute. I don't... So if you're leaving it for the next person, is it good luck if the second person finds it? Or are well, you just okay, going to so wait for someone else to get the bad luck? 
so how the superposition goes is I actually know this one. Um, if you if you see a penny on the ground, right, and it's it's face up, you pick it up and you'll have good luck. But if you see a penny on the ground and it's face down, if you don't flip it over, you'll have bad luck. Oh, I see. So you need to flip it over but leave it there. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Well, man. I wonder well, I mean, I'm not superstitious. I wonder how much that would that would actually impact my life because I don't touch coins that I find on the ground at all. I I pick up pennies, you know. Like I I don't really believe in the superstition, but if I find a penny face up, I'm just like, "Hey, good luck." I I don't. I just leave it. <laughs> Maybe that's why I caught the virus that I got. Yeah. It's all because of those pesky little pennies. All the pennies, all the ones you walked past and not flipped over. Yeah, it's all the bad luck. I actually can't think of an instance where I did see a, uh, well, it was a nickel, a nickel face down on the ground. Well, it's only that for I pennies. Didn't, well, it's only for pennies? Well, then, yeah, never mind. That wouldn't have been it. As far you as I'm what? aware. Um, like, reading this and, like, the, the valuable metal uh, thing in this paragraph, it reminds me of when we were playing Power Wash Simulator and had our plan to crumble the economy. Huh? So, the, uh, in the Power Wash event, it was an update, uh, where you could clean the Laura Croft Manor, mm -hmm. and there was this, uh, artifact in the, like, vault that would change lead to gold, and we had, and we were, like, just talking about it, and... Oh, yeah, that would crash the yeah. economy, if, well, if you actually used it, like, because right. the th if you could just make gold, right, then that would deep very heavily decrease the value of gold right uh but also there's a way around it to become a multi-gazillionaire that's not a real number but you know you get the idea um so you know you you go public with it you're like i will change your lead into gold and then you know but first you like stock up on as much lead as possible and then you know when gold's the new abundance of metal and you have like lead which is now very rare because everyone has been turning their lead into gold uh you just sell all your lead because you have uh all of it and its price went up and then you would probably crash that as well if you sold all of it so yep. you you could either way it still destroys the economy <laughs> like that, that won't do much then again you'll have money the american currency is not backed by gold anymore so i'm not exactly sure how much that would actually change much but I feel like if we, it's hard to say, but if we were backed by something other than trust in our currency, I feel like some economic issues wouldn't be so horrible, but I don't really want to get into that. Uh, well, yeah, no, you're, you're pretty accurate on that though. I'm, but I'm, I don't know a whole lot about economics enough to make claims, but yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty. I think if the American currency was actually backed by gold, there would be more solid. Uh, there would be at least some stability provided for the economy. But we're not we're not an economics podcast, so we we don't we're not doing that. I mean, a counterpoint to that, like 
in the Great Depression, wasn't currency backed by gold then? Or uh, was that when it was I, just leaning off of that? I think currency. I think that our currency stopped being backed by gold within the recent decades. Uh, I would not know the exact period where it would have stopped but i'm pretty sure it was within like the past 50 years you could say i never mind i was wrong 90 years yeah so well this was a good 40 years off yeah uh geez really that long ago hmm, interesting well the great De- so yeah Shortly after the Great Depression, which I guess doesn't entirely surprise me. Uh, mm. But the thing is, is uh, gold, like, I remember being in high school once, I'll say this. Uh, one of my my economics teachers said that investing in gold and silver wasn't really actually as great of a, like, economic investment. I'm, I'm like... I mean, and that's just ludicrous because gold, I mean, the price of gold fluctuates and it does fluctuate often, but it never fluctuates that much, right? Like, I mean, it's I mean, better than investing in crypto, depending like it'll, on which crypto you get. Well, yeah, like investing in gold is not a gamble like it is with crypto, right? It's not like betting, basically. Uh, and it's the same thing with silver. And even then... Like, and my question was, I didn't say this at the time, like, well, then what the heck is the alternative? Like, what is there to invest in if the American currency is deemed useless at some point? Like, you're just telling me we're screwed? No. Gold. You know, I, I was I, I was looking around because uh, we actually plan on moving back to Arkansas when I get out for just a little bit, maybe a few years. And, uh... Oh. Uh, I was, like, looking at, like, houses for sale, apartments, you know, just, just to, like, get, like, a good idea of what we want to do. It's still a few years off, but I still want to get a good idea, get my foot in the door. And, like, <laughs> I was looking at, like, the, like, what, like, these websites rate. It's, like, uh, and it said school's 5 out of 10. I'm just like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, school here's not that great. I mean, it's better than most, actually, but... <laughs> I think 5 out of 10 is actually a little too low, but, you know. I mean, I, I, rate I mean, most you're of the gonna, teachers, not uh, 5 out of 10. What do you consider a few years, though? Because if you're talking, like, 3 or 4 years, I don't think buying a house is the smartest move. Well, probably... no, we're, we're going to move back there in a few years. Yeah, but... Oh, you, so you're going to move back here in a few years is what you meant. Yeah, and then probably whenever our, our kid is out of the house, we're going to oh. sell our house. And I thought you meant you were going to move back here for a few years. I don't know. I mean, we may, we may not. It, depending on how long we stay there is what, what we'll do. Yeah. Or we could get one big house, and then we could just do the po- – we can have a pod house. A pod house? Yeah, pod, P-O-D house, podcast house. Is this Cade going to move into and actually do two episodes of this again? I don't know. That's up to him. That'll be, like, what, season, like, 28? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, that uh, I, I have no idea. Depends on how long we do this podcast. 
I mean, I'm sure at some point, there, I mean, I'm sure there will be an end point eventually. Like, there, there will be a point where I we mean, just retire from this, but... We will run out of things to talk about. No matter how much new stuff comes out or whatever, we will run out of topics. Yeah, or we'll, just be, too, or we'll just be too busy. That too. But, uh, who knows? But until that, until that day, which will not be within the foreseeable future, probably... Uh, we're gonna keep making this garbage content. We're gonna make this podcast uh, best it can be, which probably isn't saying too much. Which probably, I was gonna say that's, that's, <laughs> it's probably a pretty low bar, but we're gonna do it regardless. Uh, I, I like doing it. I mean, I don't always have the motivation for it, but I do like doing it regardless. Anyway. I will say it, it's one of the most fun things I've done, and you know, like back back when I was young, I've always wanted to have some kind of internet presence, and like I actually get to have that now. Yeah, no, I understand. I've always wanted some kind of. Uh, I didn't need to be. I mean, if it gets big, like that's great. But I'm like, it never needed to be big. I just want some kind of. Uh, uh, I guess documentation of my exploits that that can be found you know right i guess when i when i die that's like there's something that you could look at that you know shows what i would get up to you know and uh some of the crazy thoughts that go on in my head which some of those will never see the light of day on the podcast or anything but some of them will you know, I just had a thought. Mm-hmm. Wasn't this episode going to be our high school stories? <coughs> you know what? I think it was. I, I actually, yeah, I think you were right. I just completely forgot about that, and evidently yeah, so did it, you. So I don't feel bad about it. Yeah. I don't even know what I, I. I still struggle to know what stories we could share on here without. What's What's the thing statute of limitations or something like that we need to look into that first what do you mean well not all of it was entirely uh ethical is what i'll say eh i think you're just being paranoid i mean it's it's not beyond me to be paranoid it's kind of in my nature but i don't know next next episode We'll, we'll do it next, next episode, episode until we forget, and then we'll say next episode again. Unless you actually remember, because the next episode you'll host, and then in that case, I have no power over the situation. I mean, you, you remember more than I do, so you have more power over it than me, in a way. Do I? I mean, I know in one of the stories, you remember a lot more than I do. I mean, I remember the stories, but... It doesn't mean I'll remember what we're going to do. Like you can, you can say we're doing high school stories on an episode that you're hosting, and then I'll just do all the talking. Like that's one thing. In that case, I do have all the power because I can just choose to not share things. But the problem is, is if you remember them, then I don't have any control. You can share whatever you want. 
within yeah. uh, you know reasonable standards. I don't actually think I don't think we have enough listeners to the point where we get canceled for anything. But I have people. I, mean, who... I don't think there's anything really that bad that we did. Well, it's bad. like I have family members that listen to this, and I don't know if I want them to know about some of my exploits. <laughs> I I don't know if I'm ready for them to know those things yet. Is there a way to like make a hidden episode and anyone and only people who like go to the Reddit to find a code only to this only episode? people who donate me money will be able to listen to these? <laughs> that is actually very easy to set up. I could do it right now if I really wanted, but I won't. Patreon. Yeah, Patreon, pretty much. But I don't think we have enough. Uh, that won't matter. We won't have big enough following for that. So I have no idea. We'll we'll think of something. God, it is yeah. so so hot in my room. Thing I have no idea is it I I don't know if it's hot because of the temperature or if it's hot because my fever's coming down, right? Because that's, yes. that happens, you know, if your fever drops, your temperature like you feel hot, but if you're you have a fever, you got chills, right? Right. I have no idea where I'm at. I should probably take my temperature, but I don't want to do it while I'm while we're recording because I have to stick a thermometer in my mouth and I'll just have to be silent. Yeah, I'd put it in your mouth. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. I I mean, the next alternative is putting up my butt, which is what you do for babies, and I don't want to do that. Or your armpit. I'm not putting a thermometer in my sweaty, danky armpit. But uh, back to what you said about up your butt. So you don't you don't want a silver bullet? what silver bullet a silver bullet up my butt so, so that's what we call in the military whenever someone has to get their temperature up their butt we call it a silver bullet uh why i don't know but so i, I saw this mil- military tiktok and it was like a medic talking to like a formation like all right you guys better hydrate you know drink water because we're going on a 12 mile run and then it's just like a pants to a guy that's just like blank staring and the caption reads like the guy who's who lives off of Malboro's and Monster <laughs> and pants back to the medic and it's like anyone who passes out today gets a silver bullet and then just pants back to the guy just chugging a gallon of water <laughs> the guy who lives off of Marlboro's and Monster that's funny Although that seems to be how most people live in the military. Just chain-smoking cigarettes and chugging heart attack fuel. But any of the military listeners in this podcast, if you use code uh, JoeBro10W, you can get a better alternative to Monster. Yeah. You still still get your same little, you know, boost, you junkie. I have no one to talk in that regard. I'm I'm addicted to caffeine as well. Although I don't think W uses caffeine. They use all natural energizing products. Well, they use natural as... caffeine from coffee tree. Oh, well, uh, yeah, products. that's different. Natural caffeine. Is there artificial caffeine? Uh, probably, yeah. Synthetic yeah. caffeine. Huh? Yeah, meth. <laughs> <laughs> that means... <laughs> no, no, never mind. Can't say that. Not if they want us, Not if I want them to sponsor us one day. Uh, I'm not going to say the company that I was just thinking of. Yeah, there is, I guess there is synthetic caffeine. Interesting. Is synthetic caffeine harmful? Click on that. 
I honestly don't believe it is. A small amount of synthetic caffeine is potent. Ingesting more than two tablespoons of freshly processed synthetic caffeine would be lethal. Uh, never mind. Guess I was wrong. Two, ta huh? two tablespoons. More than two tablespoons. So I would die if I had two tablespoons of synthetic caffeine. Or more than two. Do energy drinks. A majority of energy drinks and soft drinks in supermarkets contain synthetic caffeine. Well, probably not much. 300 uh, milligrams. What's that in American? That is American. Is it? Oh, is it? Okay. God, I don't... stupid. I... Uh, look, man, I haven't been in school for a long time. It said tablespoons, right? Two tablespoons? Yeah. Milligram converted to tablespoons. 300 milligrams. Is less than a sixteenth of a tablespoon. Oh, okay. Whack. Wait, uh... Oh, are you looking for the actual, like... I'm looking for something that'd be very similar. Maybe, like, sugar. I'll just do sugar. Powdered sugar. Convert. Yeah, roughly yeah. the same thing. Okay, so yeah. Significantly less. So if you were to try and do that, that's for like a soda or a soft drink? Probably it's just soft drink is what well, I would assume. So the average energy drink contains 300 or 250 milligrams of caffeine. So you would have to drink like dozens of them more than that to actually like... Well, I mean, there's other things within energy drinks that would kill you because people have like chugged them and died. You know, chugged like one of them and died. Yeah, about about three hundred. Did you have to drink three hundred energy drinks in one sitting to die? Yeah, pretty well from the caffeine. Yeah, from the caffeine. Uh, We're not talking about everything I'm, else. That's I'm sure that probably kill you. Anything else in that would kill you before you got that far. But I, I have you seen that video? It's like if you ate like twenty thousand bananas in one sitting, you'd die of radiation poisoning. Twenty thousand. Like, oh bananas. yes. The radiation would kill you. Yeah, I think that I think that radiation poisoning would be your the least of your concerns if you're eating that many bananas. Or well, it's like another one of those things like poppy seeds have like trace amounts of opium. And this makes no yeah. sense to me. Because of that, like the the market for poppy seeds has been like regulated, right? Like, mm -hmm. at a health food store I used to work at, they, you were only allowed to sell someone a very particular amount of poppy seeds because because they have trace amounts of opium. And, like, you, you understand you have to have, like, you have to consume, like, a barrel of poppy seeds to get any kind of high off of them. Well, yeah, a high, but it could, like, even a small amount could still show up on a drug test. Well, yeah, that's yeah, that's true. There's another story about a dude uh, somewhere I used to work who ate, or maybe it wasn't someone from my work. I don't know. It was a story I heard once. There was a guy who had a poppy seed bagel every morning for breakfast, poppy seed bagel and cream cheese. And when he had a drug test, he tested positive for uh, opioids. 
and he had to like explain and prove that his procedure as to why that is the way it is is because every morning he would eat a poppy seed bagel yeah so in the military one of the mres actually there is a poppy seed like cake thing and uh you know we we were allowed to eat it but they're like you know eat it at your own risk you might pop hot oh you might get drug tested and then get in trouble it's inevitable that you will get drug tested but they were just like you you might pop hot so be careful when you eat those well i mean it's inevitable but i mean surely you would be able to eat it at a point and there might be enough time in between then and your drug test for it to wear off yeah but you but you wouldn't know that no um that's interesting man pop People are so weird about that kind of stuff. It still doesn't make sense to me, though, because it's like, I mean, I guess someone could use it as a scapegoat, like if they were actually using opioids, but they were like off of them long enough because of whatever reason, and they'd just be like, oh, yeah, it's just poppy seeds, but then they go home and do more opioids, you know? Right. So, I mean, I, I guess it makes sense, but if that's the case, I don't understand it. Like, why are you just letting people have poppy seeds if this is just such a conflict? I don't even understand why they would put that in an MRE, especially if that's the case. That really blows my mind. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just stupid. It's just goofy. Little goofballs. Little goofy goopers. Yeah. Um... There's also like uh like uh almonds contain trace amounts of cyanide in them. So if you ate twenty pounds of almonds in one sitting you would die of cyanide poisoning. Yeah, well good luck actually fitting twenty pounds of almonds into your gut. You could you could do it. Uh well yeah, I could because I'm a <laughs> black hole, but I consume whatever the heck is put in front of me. I would eat a glass plate if I needed to, and I would be fine. As long as it has some uh, some Kool-Aid powder on it, you'll eat it. A little bit of, little bit of Kool-Aid powder, yeah. That'd be great. What is a very specific thing for you to suggest? It's the first thing that came to mind. I, you I know, like... Just... I, when I, like, hear about, like, people, like, in the South and their Kool-Aid, it baffles me, because Kool-Aid's already really sweet, but they're like, oh, yeah, I mix, like, uh, a one-to-one ratio of Kool-Aid and sugar. I'm just like, what the hell? Well, so it depends. Like, they're, they're not all Kool-Aid is, like, immediately sweet, right? Plus, I mean, you can get the measurements wrong, so, like, yeah, add a little bit of sugar. But ultimately, yeah, there are some people that have, like, I've made, that have made Kool-Aid, and it was, like, way, way, way too sweet. And I saw a TikTok once where someone, like, and it's a guy that I actually really like. This is the only thing he said that I really disagree with, like, deep, truly, is he said, you can't have too much sugar in Kool-Aid. I'm like, that is patently untrue. You can 100% have too much sugar in Kool-Aid. Because if there's a point where you can no longer taste the flavor of the Kool-Aid because of how gut-wrenchingly sweet it is with all that extra sugar, yeah, that's too much. Have you ever, like, eaten something or drank something that's really sweet and your teeth started to hurt? Yes. 
like, doesn't I, stop I just me, get, but I, I I get that feeling like without even eat like drinking Kool Aid, but whenever I hear about <laughs> people like mixing sugar and Kool Aid, I'm just like, ow, my teeth. Yeah, it doesn't stop me usually because you know I'm unbothered by that kind of stuff usually, but I mean it, it's they you should not be adding like I get adding a little bit you know because sometimes Kool Aid is not sweet enough I get that but like man people will put like two cups or three cups of sugar into a pitcher of Kool Aid I'm like that is way too much. If there is more sugar in there than there is Kool-Aid powder, there's a problem. For sure. Uh, which is usually how it ends up going. It is most it is there's more sugar in there than there is actual Kool-Aid mix, which already has sugar in it. And I would argue plenty of sugar. <laughs> uh sometimes for me is what I would say, sometimes, but well, no, it's you, actually you it's got... actually got enough. It's just the thing. It's the measurements, right? Like, yeah, you know, because I mean, there's been t- like there's been times where I made Kool Aid in like a pitcher, and it's like I maybe won't fill it up quite as much as I did one particular time. I don't know how I make that mistake, but I I have, and then it wouldn't really be sweet enough. And for some reason in my brain, it's like or I'll add more water than I did at a time before. Then, yeah, just add a little bit of sugar. Then you're good. Or we just add a little bit more Kool-Aid powder. Yeah. I'll usually just do sugar, though, because it's just like, you know, pop, pop, a couple tablespoons. Good. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, that is what it is. All right, we got time for one more superstition, and then we'll have to call it. All right, go ahead and read it. Lucky Horseshoe. Another object commonly thought to be lucky is the horseshoe. Earliest origins of the horseshoe's function as a good luck charm reside in its uh, vulval shape seen uh, seen upside down. Uh, and the invocation of the pagan moon goddess Diana and her sacred vulva. I'm <laughs> sorry, is that referring to what i think it's referring to uh, uh i <laughs> i'm scared to hit enter uh, oh, uh hey. yeah i think it is yep i don't want to talk about this one anymore <laughs> quit look get, get off of that no more stop it <laughs> uh oh here uh I don't. All right. Uh, look. Okay. It, it seems to divert away from that in this next paragraph. As with pennies, uh, metal being seen as both valuable and magical, iron in particular was thought by early Europeans as some something capable of warding off evil spirits. And as with the Romans and the lucky number seven, horseshoes frequently featured uh, seven nail holes. Yeah, I I like the second uh, paragraph more. Me too. Than the first, I don't. I I don't even. I I just don't have any words for the first thing. I that caught me so off guard. I just was not ready to hear that. Uh, well, how you feeling, bud? 
uh, violated. I yeah, my my little my little virgin eyes are on fire right now. I'm gonna go to hell now. <laughs> I, I mean, we crossed that boat a long time ago. We crossed that God boat right. a long time ago. We're we're we were already halfway there by the time this bit came along here. Anyway, I'll call that we can call that enough time for this podcast episode. You got anything to say, bud? I'm saying that a little uh, early, but don't look up sacred vulva. Uh, yeah, don't look into that. It, it, it pain. It's just pain. Um, unless you're talking about like, you, Johnson. Uh, huh? Who's Johnson? Uh, one of my buddies listen to this podcast. <laughs> okay, so it's like someone you know. Okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, Johnson, we will be watching you. I can see your search history. I can smell it. Smell deep. Oh, it smells like beans. <laughs> I don't know why beans was the first thing that came into my head. It doesn't matter. Anyway, check out our socials, Joe Bro Radio on Twitter, Reddit, Instagram, and Facebook. That's J-O-B-R-O-R-A-D-I-O. You can also check out our solos Twitch pages. We'll stream every now and then for funsies, you know. We're eventually going to have a more built schedule. Uh, Just Phoenix 101, that's J-U-S-P-H-O-E-N-I-X-101 for uh, my good friend Neil over there. And then there's me. You forgot me. the T. Did I? You said J-U-S and then Phoenix. Oh, yeah, J- J-U-S-T. Um. And then there is uh, Frosty Butcher for myself. F-R-O-S-T-Y-B-U-T-C-H-E-R. Oh, T-T-V. and T-T-V at the end of that. Yeah. One day I'll remember, you know, my own stuff, but... Did you actually change it yet or no? That's not important right now. <laughs> You're focusing on the wrong things. Anyway, you got anything... You got any actual concluding notes other than the weird thing? Um... Uh, no. Nothing nope. today. I can't think of anything. Other than, like, spay and neuter your pets because of your court summons? Yeah. Alright. Well, that's good. Alright. Well, well, actually, I, I do uh, have a concluding note. If, if you go to court for a spay or neuter or, like, vaccination thing, uh, go to the animal shelter before and donate $30 and then bring that into court and you'll probably be be just free and, and chill. Oh, assuming you've actually spayed and neutered your animal by then. Yes. All right. Well, but that yeah. only works in like this state, probably. Oh. Okay. Well, yeah. As long as you live in Texas, then you're fine. All right. We'll see you all in the next episode. Peace. Peace. <laughs>